Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Bruisers podcast. This is brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. Today, I am joined with Show Off Brewing, Alan Aldworth, Aldworth and Brian Reinhardt. Also, uh, Brian's wife, Sheena, is in the audience with us today, uh, just making sure to keep us in line and keep us in check and also to... Uh, Drink beer with us. Help drink beer with us. But uh, I've been looking forward to this podcast. Uh, we're going to touch on a little bit of home brewing, um, their journey through the home brewing process through Northwest Indiana, a little bit of Illinois also. Um, so I'll just kick it off to Al and uh, Brian and let me know how you guys got started with this journey is uh, Show Off Brewing. So Show Off is Al's house in in uh, Woodridge, Illinois, and I'm out of Dyer. So that's the tie to uh, our region. So we're got our feet in both states, Definitely. but Al's the brain, so I'm gonna let him talk. And Brian's a cleanup crew over here. Mm-hmm. I'm That's the basically what a brewer is, right? Yeah. You know, glorified it's, janitor, a little yeah, it's handsome one. Ninety percent janitorial and ten percent paperwork. I'm glad that we have uh, visual on this one today. This, uh, I mean, this pink hat. I know it goes with him perfectly. Like it's just a part of everyday outfit. But uh, I mean, that, that's your business hat. I right? wear it because I'm totally bald underneath. So I wear this. <laughs> I wear this to bed. You got the fryer tuck look going. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. Yeah. Th- the first beer he came out to brew, he was that was sitting in my garage. It was left from a Halloween party, mm-hmm. and he goes and puts it on. And I took a picture of him throwing a donut into the mash tun. Mm-hmm. which became the label for the beer so oh yeah that's right that was the are you a cop yep yeah we uh got some donuts from monster donut and uh made a nice little pastry stout and it came out good and so what we found is when i wear the hat what we make is good and the one time i didn't wear it it was just fine we don't make bad beer we only make good beer it's like so. a magical hat it's like it is tacos and pizza it's like you should never have a bad Mm-mm. taco or bad Mm-mm. pizza it should always be good or and it doesn't great. fit my head at all and it's actually <laughs> kind of painful but it's good for for what we do i mean it looks great it looks great on you um we've already polished through about three of these so uh, again this is a friday night it's not a monday at 10 30 a.m um but uh a little more of about show off brewing so uh how did you guys meet Are you guys old friends or yeah we've been i actually i don't know it's been too long <laughs> it's been a long time we that both long. we both like to drink um which helps <laughs> we're 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 like we're chocoholics but for beer so we uh we've been hanging out for quite a while drinking a lot and uh that's you know you know that old chestnut yeah so, so one of the things i found i or have seen with you guys some great names you're coming up with so you guys uh, that's just a part of the process where you guys are kind of sipping on some beers during the brewing process and <laughs> or is it just like alan calls brian at like midnight on a wednesday and like hey i got a great name how do you guys come up so with your usually names? it's we're sitting around drinking at like most you know, stories start with that yeah so it'll be 11.30 at night, and we used to just come up with these great names and then forget them the next day. It's like, what was the name we came up with? So I now have a running list on my phone and the Apple Notepad. Oh, so man. anytime we think of a good name that, you know, it's the middle of the night, we're drunk. and you catalog it. And yeah, catalog it, it. And then I'll wake up the next day and scroll through. I'm like, oh, man, that is a good name. Very mm-hmm. cool. So we're drinking all the cash right now. All the cash. Uh, you want to go ahead and describe this one here for me? I love the name, all the cash, too. 
So that yeah. is an imperial stout with cinnamon and marshmallows. The cinnamon kind of overpowers the marshmallow, but it does put a little sweetness in the back end. What did it come in at about 10 or 11%? What's it at? It's about 11 and a half. Okay. Um, and all the cash is actually something Brian used to post. <laughs> like, he had a meme rating system. Something about Facebook. I don't remember. Just, uh, yeah, the dollar signs. If it's, if it's good, it's one dollar sign. If it's really good, all the way up to five. Gotcha. If you get five dollar signs, that's all the cash. <laughs> So, so this hit on all. I think I tried this last year. You guys weren't too happy with it. When it, uh, was that you the had first the non-carbonated year? version? Okay, yeah. Uh, yes, early. So it was very cinnamon heavy, but definitely now tasting it, the yes. notes are really well balanced. You get a little cinnamon. You get the marshmallow. So uh, to be doing it on like a home, like something like this, and even the the beer we had before this was uh, really solid beers. You guys are making and the names are already great. So um, where do you get your like inspiration for the style of beer you want to do? Do you have a certain style that you guys are kind of locked into, or uh, or want to be known for that you're going to kind so, of flagship? Uh, when I started out, it, like I wanted to do imperial stouts. Okay, like that's my favorite style is like barrel aged adjuncted imperial stouts. They're expensive. They're ex- <laughs> they're expensive and like labor intensive. Yeah, and looking into it, like everyone was like, "Dude, you don't want to start making imperial stouts. Start with something simple." I'm like, "Well, that's what I want to drink. That's they're hard to find. Like the really good ones. So I'm like, I I want to do that." Yeah, I, I think a lot of brewers kind of like go out and kind of have to let their dreams go by the wayside when it comes to you know their vision falling in line with what there what there is but do you have kind of like a an easy drinker that you guys kind of make all the time or is it just i we make stouts mostly all the times and then we kind of dabble with other beers um i've well first i've never made the same beer twice okay it's a, so there is no like you know a lot of guys have their like flagship or their they're it's like i want to just you know, experiment and mess around with different styles different beers no so, guideline kind of no rules huh no so it's but as far as the styles we've done i'd say imperial stouts are probably a good third of the beers i've done mm. and then just that was the doppelbach he had earlier i love doppelbach it was a nice multi sweetness too it was really so good. that was just well like i want to see if i can make that um i've done a couple of lagers um one was a pilsner one was just like an american lager which are a lot more difficult to do than people realize. And uh, yeah, people at home, you think, oh, a Pilsner or a Lager, no problem. And it's like, mm. those are pretty labor intensive. It's a long process. It's just, and it's a lot more attention to detail doing those too. Like, yeah. you got to keep your temperatures in control. Um, and they just take a lot longer to make too. So, so what is like, obviously Russian Imperials are your favorite style of beer to, to brew, but um, is there a beer that you kind of just come across that is just like kind of a, now you're hooked on it or you want to get back to it um uh, i need i'm getting back i did a lot of new england ipas last summer and then didn't really feel like drinking those throughout the winter so we just made one what a week ago monday mm-hmm. so that's sitting in the fermenter now um we're gonna bring that to the beer fest in two weeks what's the name of that one that is can you fly bobby and i don't even i don't even get that Brian people who saw robocop get the reference <laughs> When he throws them out of the yeah, I had to fight for that name. I was like, it's too obscure. I said, I don't know, man. RoboCop was a pretty big movie. I I see some of your posts and like your your RoboCop heavy. I like RoboCop. I like (laughs) RoboCop. He's a solid, upstanding citizen. Do you like RoboCop two and three also? RoboCop two is good. RoboCop three is bad because it's not rated R. 
Oh, gotcha. they went PG thirteen, and that's just that's. Was that the one with all the the weird drugs? They were that was the second one. New, oh, that one. New, that one was a good one. Oh, it's awesome! Like <laughs> still, awesome. still super hyper violent. Then the third one, there's like no blood. Post and he has like ro- and he's like jetpack or something. And he's trying to save homeless kids, I which mean, is fine. I can understand that, but you're Robocop. <laughs> anyway. I don't know if I've seen that. You're, you're it's terrible. Right? Don't yeah. see it. Don't, it's bad. And no. I haven't seen the remake. You're pretty passionate about that. Yeah, I, I get worked up though. <laughs> you did That's about uh, Robocop, Peter. Ser- Weller, serious subject. Man. Did you cry the first scene where he got shot to pieces, or was that like kind of well, the coming out? <laughs> my my history with Robocop, and there's friends of mine from that time who will remember. When I was a kid, I was scared of hyperviolent movies. So when I first saw Robocop, the scene where he gets shot to pieces, and then later on where the guy gets melted in the toxic waste, oh, yeah. I was freaked out. Like it was, I was scared. I had nightmares. Then I came back to it later on, and I was like, "Oh, this movie's actually really awesome." So, but as as a kid, it, it should have won an Academy it, it Award. It scarred me as a kid. I mean, I was like, "This level of violence is not something." I was watching Godzilla all the time, and then all of a sudden, here's RoboCop. Here's a man getting melted by toxic waste, and I'm you know ten. So, anyway, we, we can talk about RoboCop all day. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> it's, it's very impactful in your life. Oh yeah. my God, it's huge, huge part of your life. It's just like some people have sports and you know other things that they're passionate about mm-hmm. and you're just it's all Robocop. about that RoboCop. Can, can I say one thing? I was I meant to say this earlier and this is not RoboCop related, sorry. Um, Getting off topic. When we're making these 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 big Imperial Stouts and these barrel-aged every, you know, th- these these big beers. My wife gets mad when I say big because it's kind of an ambiguous term. But anyway, now I understand why when you go to these bottle releases, before I started doing this, I didn't realize I used to bitch about, oh, the bottle's 20 bucks, it's 25 bucks. But then I saw all the work that goes into it. Saw the margins and, and the numbers. And yeah. all the money that you have to spend to make this. When we did all the cash, or no, when we did all the cash and when we also did uh, the Are You a Cop, I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that we had to use. Mm-hmm. And it was, I couldn't imagine going out if we, you know, if we were in the business going and trying to sell something like that for 10, 15 bucks. It's just. It was, I think just ingredients, you're looking at 10 bucks for a bomber of barrel aged stout. That's easily. Before easily. equipment and labor. Yeah. So now I understand. I don't get mad at breweries. I'll I'll pay the twenty bucks for your for your barrel age, right. whatever. Oh yeah. So you you've come to appreciate a little more now. And uh, brewers have never really gotten their their just due, you know, and the glory that they deserve. A lot of a lot of people piggyback off that. I feel like in the industry. And uh, but we were talking about um, home brewing con- um, mm-hmm. uh, home brewing um, can't talk right now. Um, it's been a late night for all of us. It's right? okay. yeah. We're all in this together, man. We all had late nights. But uh, the home brewing contest or the home brewing fest that you guys mm-hmm. were talking about were, were entered in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys want to talk a little bit about that one? So this was uh, it was at the Bent River Brewing in out, out to the, Bent River, out in the Quad Cities. Now out towards uh, Moline. Was it Moline? Was it Moline? Yeah, Rock Island. Yeah, one of those. Way, way out there. So far, they'd never heard of um, the town Al lives in. <laughs> Woodridge. They never heard of Woodridge. I, I love Hollywood Boulevard. They, it's a great movie place. Movie theaters, awesome. Yeah, right they were like, me. "Where are you guys from?" Because they were, because we're way out there, and and we're like, uh, well, we're based out of Woodridge and Dyer, and uh, they're like, "Where's that?" And Al said, "Oh, about 30, 40 minutes outside of Chicago." And in their mind, "Oh, you're Chicago, you're from Chicago." So to everyone out there, we're just from Chicago, mm-hmm. and we're nowhere. That's like here too. Chicago. Everybody's yeah. like, "Where are you from?" You go out of town, and people Chicago. are like, "Where are you from?" Chicago. It's a suburb of Chicago yeah. for sure. I mean, <laughs> in a different state, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it, you don't see Indiana Pacers and Colts gear around mm-hmm. here at all. Right. You see, uh, you know, Blackhawks. The bars are Blackhawks, Bears, and Cubs in socks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly Cubs though, because you know 
<laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Allowed. Sweet. Okay, because the whole time I was telling that story, I'm like, I'm trying to not drop F-bombs. Yeah, yeah. It's later, okay. I added them all out. I didn't, okay, I, I didn't know if, like, Riz, you know, the, the sponsor would be upset, so. Oh, I think. I feel yeah. better. Fuck He's yeah. a big supporter all around. I mean. <laughs> a big cusser. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So as a part of, you guys did pretty well, or you got a little uh, nod there. There were thirty tables. It was really, there were. So was, the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. So yeah, this was it was a little bit different than the normal homebrew competition. Is like send in two bottles. We're gonna have a, a certified beer judge review these and give it a score, and then send it back to you. And if you win, you get a medal. So I, I'm more interested in what you know the people think. Right. So. Um, I saw this kind of, it was kind of a unique thing where they invited all these home brewers in. It was, you know, bring two or three kegs or bring, you know, a couple cases, you know, kegs worth. So that was, you're supposed to bring at least, you know, the five gallons of each beer you right. brought. And then it's basically set up like your typical beer fest where you're just pouring, you know, three, four ounce samples for everybody in attendance. Nice. Um, Everyone got a table in their brewery. They did it in their brewery in the back room. Everybody got, got a table. How many? 27, 30 tables? I think there's, yeah, there's about 30 breweries there. And then what it was, there was two winners. There was the crowd vote and then the um, the brewery selected oh, nice. their table. So it was basically everyone got to vote for two breweries and they tallied up all the scores. And they let a couple hundred people in. I th Yeah, I think they were going to cap it at 300. I don't think they got yeah. all 300. It was a lot of people. And they just went... Um, Everyone was just walking around, and we're sitting at our thing, and we're pouring, we're pouring beers, and we're sampling our neighbors' beers. And Al got mad because I drank a lot of ours. Yeah, um, there was uh, <laughs> of the three kegs, two of them we went through about half the keg, and then the third one we went through about almost the full keg. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think I remember pouring more of this one than the other two. Like, how is this one empty? And then I realized that was when he was drinking the entire time. I was really good. It was one of our hazy boys. <laughs> what was it? It was the what did we call that one? It's chowda. Yeah, chowda. Yeah. Are it's, you a traditionalist when it comes to the hazies, or are you just you you for the trend? I don't know what the tradition is. So traditionally, I, a traditional brewer does not want to brew a, a hazy IPA. So it's yeah, supposed to be crisp and clear. They think it's a mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess a little bit before I started homebrewing, I was the, um, I don't know which the the big beer geek, the rare beer seeker type guy. Yeah, so the the beer uh, the beer advocate guy. You going on beer advocate? I, until my account got banned about five years ago. <laughs> we just had this conversation with Andy Kepshire from uh, from uh, Revolution. He was uh, he was banned also for a brief time. That's really? how that's how you know what level of beer geek you are. It's yeah. like when were you banned from beer advocate and then moved over to the Facebook beer groups? Yeah, and it, shut it down. Yeah. So for me, I, I kind of banned myself just because I was watching all of the. I don't know. A lot of guys, they take it so seriously. And it's like, they, they claim this glory for these beers. Like, it's like, did you brew that? Did you? Oh, because you waited in line. Yeah. So you, and and those, those are the guys that get on the, the soapbox and kind of like, oh, I, I know this beer is. And for me, it's like, I love them all. Like, right. I don't discriminate. You know, try them all. I don't. Um, there, you know, there's a, some styles that I don't care for very much, but right. I'm always down for you know trying everything yeah. equally and equal opportunity uh, beer lover. So, so I was the you know the annoying beer geek guy. The uh, was well, I guess yeah, true. The the, the forum guy, the beer trader. Um, so, you know, the hazy IPAs are where it's at, and like 
right now yeah in yeah. the last couple of years so that's really I, i've never actually done a real ipa it's always been the the new, the new england styles yeah well we've seen the trend trend kind of get away from the last couple of years so a lot of people are doing sessions and and more drinkable easy drinking beers now and not right. kind of pounding out the the heavier double ipas and stuff like that so that's good to see um yeah they are more drinkable and with the lower bitterness i think that yeah, people are getting away from those hoppier, kind of like danky beers that everybody kind of started off with. Right. And even me, like I I kind of, you know, I don't even drink zombie dust anymore. You know, the beers I kind of lean towards are going to be the easier drinking, more sessionable beers that I like. You know, you can have more than one of. Um, but the last couple of weeks, we're coming off Dark Lord weekend and um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, this holiday weekend also. So I'm still recovering, I think. Um, I actually met with Brian and uh, his wife Sheena at Dark Lord, and we were like in the middle tent, and it was just yep. crowded. So we're sitting there, and he hits me up, and he's like, "Hey, where you at? Let's get together." So obviously, there's what ten thousand people there, and like the chances yeah. of us finding each other and that. So I just stood up on a table, looked yep. around, and I see Sheena with the the limo. Uh, we 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 both <laughs> stood up on tables, and we found each other. You saw Sheena and. When Al and I stood up, everyone thought we were supposed to chug something. So people around us started going, chug, chug, and started handing us stuff. And uh, that was a bad idea. We, we, we didn't do that. I was gone for all of about maybe five minutes, and I came back to a, a full like 22-ounce uh, Imperial spilled all over my backpack. Oh, shit. <laughs> good but then it started dumping rain. It washed Dark it all Lord off. Day so win-win. Uh, mm. uh, nothing too exciting the last couple of years. I think it's been well-organized. It was a lot of fun. Oh, they organize. They yeah. they do a great job. It's gotten so much better over the years. I think we'd all agree. Yeah, they really have it nailed down now. I've been going since 2012, back when it was just the Intelligentsia coffee. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> original. Yeah, very cool. That was the the red wax. 2012. Was yeah, the that's last correct. Intelligentsia. They might have done it in 13. Nah. 13 was orange. Yeah, Thir 13 or 12 was the last year for Intelligentsia Coffee, okay. and then they went to Dark Manor. So that was the last year that it was just the Three Floyds parking lot fenced in, like just their brewery property. And then the next year, they basically got the whole block shut down for it. Yeah. But it was elbow to elbow when it was just their parking lot. Yeah, it was a it was a couple shit shows too. Um, and yeah, who. I'm sure they didn't want it to be as crazy as it was, but I mean, with the growth and everything, it was hard to contain that that type of uh, right, you know, rise and all that. But uh, I had a great time. I know you you guys fantastic had, made some good contacts, uh -huh. made some cool people. The first half was awesome. I don't remember the second half, but I remember the first half was great. <laughs> See, I, I'm always good to go. It's like around that eight nine thirty. I'm just done. It's just like. Uh, I think we ended up staying out till like two that morning or something. Uh, we crazy. we had a issue with our babysitter, and we're trying to deal with that when we're beyond drunk. So that was great. We were really adulting hard that day. Really, all you need though is for Tristan is like internet and video games. Right? That's all he needs. <laughs> That's all he needs. So some Fortnite. Some Fortnite. Yeah. Maybe some Lego Batman. Oh yeah, I'm gonna that. get him into some PUBG so he you can play. He can play yeah, with you. Yeah, PUBG is not. It's not even violent either. I mean. Yeah, so, there's no blood, right? Ah, uh, there's a little spray, okay. but that's about it. I mean, that's it's right. PG-13, I think. It's no RoboCop or anything. No, 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 no. I mean, what is? <laughs> Does he watch RoboCop? Uh, someday Robo I'm going to introduce him to RoboCop, but i got to introduce him to Godzilla first. We're gonna. There's a progression that needs to go through. Uh, so, so are you excited for the new Godzilla? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I can't wait. I, See, I, I, I never, I feel bad saying this, I never got into Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, I'll have to give this next one a try. It's I, just, I spent 
as a kid, I spent a lot of hours watching the goofy 1960s Godzilla's with it's just a dude in a suit and it's uh, a bunch of Japanese people with poorly dubbed voices and the stories don't make any sense and I'm six and just loving it. So I came up, I am of the Godzilla culture, so I'm very oh, excited. Man. I like these new ones, they're good. They, they kind of play it a little bit too serious, but whatever. So you, maybe some Godzilla names in the future you know oh i gotta run it by the boss but i'm all about that i've already given him two robocop names and i have no reference <laughs> on those movies so i mean th there could be some good godzilla names in there though I mean, yeah, we could just start naming them after the monsters that he fights we like could go places with this mothra stout yeah <laughs> you know i mean let's go down the list rodan ghidra you know king gigan king Ghidorah. yeah i mean Megalon, Mega Godzilla? Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like a whole Fuck. line of beers right there. Yeah, we could. We'd have like a whole flight, you know. Just Godzilla monster names. Oh shit, yeah. So okay. I take it when you guys are home brewing, um, it, it's more of a lighthearted. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we've seen the business. pictures. You've seen. Our, if you follow us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We, you can see. Yeah. So the stupidity. That Tell we the people post. where they can find you. Um, show off brewing. Yeah, we have an Instagram account and a Facebook, as you just said. Yep. Um, I put all the beers on Untapped, so if you're one of those, you can uh, go check them, and if you go try them. Mm -hmm. right. And is there somewhere we could find your, your beers at yet? Or uh, just Al's Garage. You have to find me yeah. or find Brian. Mm -hmm. Nice. But yeah, being homebrews, they're not legally sold anywhere, obviously. So You're just <laughs> tradesies and uh, mm -hmm. kind of sharing sharing the wealth with them. Yeah. We're willing to trade our beer for uh, Mama Cuzzy's frozen pizzas from Aldi. Um, that's by that's like our. We don't have an official sponsorship that's with a anyone, hard but going I there. would love if anyone from Mama Cuzzy is it Cuzzy? Is it Cuzzy? I don't know if it's Cuzzy or Cuzzy. Cuzzy, one of the two. You only get it at Aldi or Aldi's, and uh, they're delicious. They're amazing. I've never we, had one. Every time, every time we brew, we make some Mama Cuzzy, and it's amazing. Do you it's ever like DiGiorno but cheaper? Do you like ever do uh, frozen pizza on the grill? Like I have not. I've heard that Home Run In frozen pizzas are very good on the grill. Oh yeah, they're yeah. awesome. They only take like eight minutes too. Let's they're do that so after good. this. After we record it, let's go get some. <laughs> I'm getting so, hungry, and especially so the more that I drink. I know. Get that fan over here. It's it's getting a little warm. I mean, you guys it's are that, getting a little. Boys. I think it's that pink hat. I don't know. I'm getting excited over here. <laughs> I'm not staring show I can't my even take my <laughs> can't even take my uh, eyes off of it over there. So in the future, uh, where do you guys see yourself uh, in the next, you know, in the next year or so? Is there a possibility of a, a brick and mortar or a, a future spot, maybe a collaboration? Or are you going to uh, maybe gypsy brew with someone? There's, uh, there's no official plans in place for anything. So right now we're just brewing out of the garage. There's a lot of drunk talk with friends of ours in the business. Mm. Nice. That's about as far as it's gone so far. Um, and then we'll remind them later when we're sober in the bag, when did we say that? <laughs> Bastards! Mm -hmm. You're just gonna have to start recording. Yeah, them. I, I have been, I have been making friends in the industry though. So that's with it. different brewers. So I think. Well, yeah, you and David have a lot of common friends. Yes. Like, you know, like Justin from Viking and all these. Like, yeah, you guys, Justin you guys from know a lot of the same people. They're, these are the first time you guys have met, but you guys know a lot of the same people. I actually just signed up for his membership um, last week, so I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, Viking Artisan is gonna be popping up. You keep putting pretty it down. Open that. <laughs> We'll crack this one open. I'm you can put the mic down for a sec. We're opening beers. We're, we're, we brought them for a reason. We can edit all these slow times out yeah. of here. Yeah. So this is the Mo Pastry Mo Problems. Ooh, the bottom of that one. Barrel-aged Imperial uh, with uh, oh. coffee, coconut, and vanilla. 
Uh, what is this? What is this about ABV running in at? Uh, this one's probably about fifteen percent. I'm feeling the other one. 14, I can taste 15. the booziness on the, on this the is, last one. I believe this is the the strongest one. No, the vaping is a little bit stronger. Is it? Yeah. Oh shit! We're gonna open that one up soon too, mm-hmm. guys. So. So this one is. Uh, Everybody in the house, get ready. Buckle up. Oh, here you can pass that down to. Oh Shane. yeah. This is what we, I would call. I, it. You can't call her, uh, but you have to call her by her nickname if we're gonna be sitting. Oh, here. the hotness. <laughs> yeah, the hotness is in the house. The hotness is with us here. Does she have a nickname for you, or is yeah, she just asshole? A- <laughs> it's a good it's a good so brian and cheetah uh were a couple of my regulars and we met uh at doc's smokehouse when i was there um i think over video games oh yeah <laughs> that's a, we talked our, a lot about video games in Sazerax, yeah oh do you miss those oh, i haven't made one in a while i put one on the menu at the abbey so uh, maybe you can go they know how to make them there mm. i'm sure they kirk knows how to make one at <laughs> I shout out to Kirk, but he needs to work on his old fashioned game. Oh, Kirk. I'll go ahead and say it. Shane. Kirk's the greatest. <laughs> I love that dude. Oh, so great. Um, I actually missed out. Kirk, there was a little housewarming party for what uh, some of the girls moved in together, and Kirk was there. And like, they texted me, come out, let's hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirk's already drunk. I'm like, oh, I missed it. It would have been a good time. Um, but yeah, I. I miss uh, I miss the staff there, but meeting you guys there and just. Uh, Meeting two people just as excited about video games as me was mm-hmm. pretty cool, and especially a couple. And and like you guys were even more excited about it than your kid. Well, you and you introduced <laughs> me to a lot of when I first moved to this area. You know, because we live in Dyer, but we're not, I mean I'm not from here. Right. Um, you've introduced me to a lot of local brews, and hey, hey, try this. You know, try this. Hey, these guys are from Indianapolis. Hey, these guys here, try this one from New Overfalls. Oh yeah. So you kind of you you helped me get my foot because when I moved out here, I was like, oh okay, three Floyds. Yeah, and that's a good starting point. Yeah, but good God, there's so many good breweries in this area. So many, yeah. It's ridiculous. I think New Overfalls just has their finger on the pulse of quality and consistency, all around, and German beer at its finest. They do it right. To me, New Overfalls and Windmill are probably my two favorites right now. Windmill's killing it with their milkshake IPAs. Um, We tried to make a milkshake IPA, did we not? We did. Um, I'm not a fan of the milkshake IPAs. That's, you know, a being of the trendy beer styles, like that's the one that like I really You're I'm not a fan of. Right now. Um, it's See, there's, I'm, most I'm of them have the they have too much lactose. If I can taste the lactose or I can taste the vanilla they put in there, yeah, it's a, it's just a big turnoff for me. Um, the one exception is the hot butcher stuff. I don't know if you've had. Their I don't beers. think I've tried them yet. Um, they're they're Gypsy Brewing um, out of Illinois. Um, they're brewing at Miskatonic. But they, I think they do it right where you, the sweetness from the lactose is there, but you can't taste that lactose sugar. It's a subtlety. Yeah. yeah so nice. I tried to do one milkshake where I basically cut the lactose in half of what, you know, people would recommend to put in there. Mm-hmm. And I think I probably went a little too light on it. Mm-hmm. So I, that was a... Uh, I didn't wear my pink hat that day. So... That's right. It's all your it's fault. probably my fucking fault. It's all your fault. So we... We put sweet orange peel in there, and then uh, orange puree. Kind of going for a dreamsicle style. Yeah, yeah. Dreamsicle with you know lighter on that. Um, I have to say I'm kind of up in the air with the uh, milk st- uh, shake because I don't think it's refined yet. I think people are still kind of playing with it. It's not dialed in yet. Right. Um, there are a couple breweries that have I think dialed it in and have like that kind of orangey soda dreamsicle flavor where it's just perfectly balanced and yeah. you have a little bit um but you know like I, I like how like 
uh, Windmill. They kind of stuck to their... Shout their, out to Luther over at Windmill. Yeah, yeah, doing great things. Um, but the, their style, they're sticking with that style, and they're doing it well, and they're also polishing it as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first tried them, I was kind of like, these are different. These are crazy. You know, I, I didn't necessarily fall in love with them like mm-hmm. a lot of people did. Uh, it just wasn't my style at the time, and I think everybody's palate changes pretty often you know so mm-hmm. uh for me i can't even drink a wheat beer anymore you know or like a heavy wheat i'm just done after one mm-hmm. uh but I, i'm a big fan of uh the the new trends and ever evolving because you know there has been standards set in this area and you kind of do need to set yourself apart from uh, what what that what that is so mm-hmm. um obviously you guys are setting yourself apart with you know doing these crazy stouts um those styles and like just forward with flavor you know the cinnamon and the marshmallow in all the cash was like you know did you try the pastry yet i haven't i haven't try try that mo pastry mo problems there was pastry mo problems another thing about the the bent river uh thing that we did al was talking about how a lot of the beer competitions are very stringent that's my favorite and uh very stringent and you have to do this style exactly the right way or we're going to mark you down over at at a at uh, Bent River, so. they kind of let you be more creative, yep. they, and they encouraged a lot of creativity. There were people out there with a bunch of different styles, and um, if you didn't make this lager the, the exact right way, you weren't going to get marked down. Is it good or is it not good? Yeah, you know, they they did such an amazing. I just I, that was one of the funnest days I've had. They they, they did a great job. So I'm, I want to go. We want to go back there. When is that? Um, the that one was the first weekend of November last year, and um, Glenn Cole, the the brewer and the marketing director over there, he said that uh, he wants to do it again this year, but a little bit earlier, so it's not freezing. It was like, fucking freezing. Yeah, it was like dude. 10 degrees that day. And oh, we were by nice. the door, like we were right by the big door, so we were in the back just freezing our nuts off. Yeah. So yeah. Um, People still came and saw us, though. I wish I would have known about it. I, I I had no idea. You probably told me about it. I probably forgot about it. So, apologies. Come with us, and you can help help us pour. Help pour. I'm down. I'll be a guest pourer. So definitely, that would be my honor. Um, what are we opening another one already? So uh, we didn't talk about this one yet. Yeah, let's talk. This is my my favorite one already. I feel starting to feel the last one. Sheena yeah, says we're fucking up because <laughs> we haven't made this one again. Oh, that was a look of disgust. If you couldn't feel that, yeah, because uh, you couldn't see it visually, but you feel that vibe. Sheena wants this one to to be made again for sure. I think she give us a rundown on this one, Al. So this one is, I guess, what you would call a pastry stout, which uh, basically is an imperial stout that just has a lot of residual sweetness and a lot of you know, I guess, baking adjuncts put in it. You know, chocolate, coconut. So the, the term pastry stout is somewhat new, and it was initially it's so good. It was initially basically making fun of the style, but I guess the, the fans of it just kind of ran with it after that. I, I think this is a winner. I think it was a derogatory term at first. It was pastry stout, and it's kind of stuck. And I, they just I embraced it. That. So this one is it's we're calling it Mo Pastry Mo Problems. Um, it was inspired by uh, Jay Wakefield Brewing down in Miami. They do a beer called Big Papa. Okay. And then all the variants off of that are all um, notorious, notorious yeah, or lyrics or whatever. So I base there is they have a big it's a barrel aged imperial stout with uh, coconut vanilla coffee. So I wanted to do the same thing, and then just kind of as a play on that, I called it Mo Pastry Mo Problems. This is a great beer. Um, 
wish everybody got to try this one. This is um, one of my favorites that I've tasted so far, and it's a really, really good yeah, so uh, taste profile to it. it you kind of get them all in. Uh, you get, obviously, the, right. the, the sweetness, the chocolate up front and then a nice smooth multi finish it's really mm-hmm. good uh, and really it'll knock well you on your ass yeah i can tell right. already yeah, i'm feeling it and this one it was aged in a journeyman bourbon barrel or okay. whiskey um, um the silver cross silver cross yeah. one of the little uh, six gallon barrels Very cool. so journeyman distilling they're up in three oak michigan yeah soon just, to be valpo yeah. just over the border so they're you know local distillery picked up the barrel from them um it wasn't in the barrel for that long it was maybe four or five months okay uh, those little barrels give a lot of flavor really quick Definitely. so if you leave it in there too long just overboard it's, it's gonna be like sucking on a log <laughs> they are yeah i mean th- those barrels are pretty fresh and new and uh they, they don't really i mean i think they only age for what um a year two years yeah, I think so the wi- the whiskey was in there for less than a year. Yeah, they, they don't do a, a long term. So those barrels are definitely super fresh and, right. and oaky. Um, so you do get a lot of oak off those. I made some cocktails, some uh, barrel-aged cocktails with those, and that you definitely get mm-hmm. a lot of that. Um, so uh, coming up in the future, I mean, obviously everybody thinks you should be uh, redoing this beer. So I, I would love to see this beer done again. Um, and I think that'll be one of your – when you guys uh, start – appealing to come the help muscles. us um, put it together this one's probably pretty labor intensive we could use an extra hand i'm always down <laughs> get some always mamakazi's down. pizza in you yeah so we'll charcoal grill it up hell yeah so i'll, I'll i want to do the, the next thing i'm doing is i want to fill up a 15 gallon journeyman barrel okay so that'll that's going to be probably a double brew day to fill that thing up and then that'll kick out about 70 bombers or so very cool um Something similar adjuncts to this. I don't know if I want to make this one again or just. I think you should definitely make <laughs> this one again. Um, I, not that I'm like all knowing on the on the stout front or anything. I've, I've had my fair share, and I think this one is is very good. And you have something really good at that one, um, just with the balance, uh, the the flavor, and mm-hmm. for as boozy as you guys say it is, it goes down really smooth and easy. Yeah, we we got it balanced just right. Just playing with the adjuncts. This is the third time I've used coconut, and I think I just. It's you're starting to dial it in. Yeah, it's there. It's not overpowering, but it, it complements the beer nicely in there. Well, I hope you have some pictures of your like your brewing setup at home, so we can you know put it and show the people. We tend home. to post <laughs> things. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we've so myself, Al, and two of our friends. Shout out uh, Matt Melnikoff and Kyle Korzak. Uh, we've all kind of consolidated all of our equipment at Al's house. So all the kettles and burners and everything are, you know, at Al's. So fermenter, um, it's just a bunch of different. We just upgraded a little bit. We just had somebody in Joliet give us some uh, some equipment. So we're trying to. So I got to talk about the uh, the the first picture I saw of like the brew team, <laughs> and uh, it's like my favorite picture. It's, it's kind of like Brady Bunch esque. Oh, with like, Alabama, the yeah, dog, with the, the dog and then the then the dog. It's like mm-hmm. the three guys and then the dog. <laughs> So what's the story behind uh, that that picture and the dog? <laughs> I, 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 you tell about Alabama. That's your dog. <laughs> well, the, the picture's all him. He's the uh, the social media director for Show Off Brewing. He's good at it, though. Yeah. I, I like your posts. Yeah, the, always... Alabama or Bama, as we call her, she's always there. Um, she's a she's an older puppy. She was going to come with us today, but we don't we didn't feel like she could remain quiet enough to really <laughs> fall. You know, 
climb all those stairs. She's reached that point in life where she's just going to eat whatever she wants and make as much noise as she wants, and we just kind of let her do it. She's so. a big panther, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's a, she's a 13, no, 12 and a half year old English bulldog beagle mix. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, a little sinus issues there. Oh, the, yeah. the soundtrack of us talking, you'd hear in the background. <laughs> the yeah. whole time, and yeah, that wouldn't be good. Roll, so. Rolling over, and she's out of breath, so. But yeah. she, she hangs out with us when we're brewing. Um, we spilled a little barley wine not too long ago. She licked it up for us. Um, so she got herself a nice little buzz that she, day. She cleans up, but too. She's our unofficial mascot. She's Very a big cool. fan of the pastry stout. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't be? It's delicious. And, you know, we'll get the kettle going, and she'll just go and lay next to it. She can, like, smell those sugars just baking out of that beer. And she's got a very defined palate. I mean, she's eating light bulbs and nails and lawn sprinklers and watches. So she really knows what's good. Yeah. I think. She's tried everything. She literally ate a lawn sprinkler, right? She ate your sprinkler? Several times. Yeah. Several times. Not just chewed it up. Ate it. So... Who's water in there? She's grass. one of us. <laughs> she doesn't like water waste. She's no, like, if you're going to no. waste water, do it on beer. She's yeah. cultivating mass. She knows what's up. She's just, she's woke. So we try, we try to involve her in our stuff because she's sitting right there barking at us anyway. So Yeah, that's awesome though. I love that picture. It's hilarious. So we'll definitely get a picture, show everybody at home uh, for you guys. And then also you can check them out on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then, so future plans for any competitions in the near future besides the... Uh, the Bent River? Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah that was that was River. last year. So uh, we are signed up to be pouring at the Tri-City Beer Festival in St. Charles. Okay. June 8th? June 8th? Yes. June 8th. So we'll be bringing four beers over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to barbecue at our friend Tony's house afterwards because it's going to be, we're going to be lit. <laughs> After parties at Tony's house. Hell yeah. yeah. So what beers are you going to be bringing? Are, is it the certain styles you have to bring? or No, they just, they told me to bring, uh, I had to bring at least two beers and five gallon kegs of them so um we made a new england ipa last monday mm-hmm. that's his robocop reference beer can you uh, fly bobby yes that'll be there so that's uh that'll be our number one beer middle of the road uh new england so it's <laughs> it's not done yet so i don't know the exact abv but we're looking at probably about six and a half seven percent on that one perfect uh and it's gonna be double dry hopped with citra idaho seven and motueka hops do you do pellet or do you do whole pellets pellets yeah yeah the uh the new england hops or the new england style it's they're the like the juicier citra type hops um those mostly are either in pellet or cryo form yeah and powder it's and it's hard to get them and if you get them fresh you got to get them like right it's right, right in problem, season yeah gotcha um, so do you guys have a hop farm that you go through or do you guys know someone I order, order them. I order pounds of hot pops online when they're on sale. Gotcha. Um, Label Peelers, which is a homebrew shop out of, I think they're in Ohio. They will run a sale on hops a couple times a year, and I'll just stack up and get five or ten pounds of them. Nice. Uh, and then I'm set for the next six months or a year with hops. Very cool. So- uh, they're mostly, I think they're mostly Brewer Supply Group hops, but... What are we bringing besides the... the so we, we got the, the New England, and then we're bringing two different Berliner Weisses. Um, the Dragon Sound, which we tried earlier. That's the Dragon Fruit Mango Berliner Weiss. Um, Dragon Sound is a, another movie reference. That Miami Connection. If anyone out there has seen the movie Miami Connection, if you haven't, oh, go, I go see, see that. Miami Connection. <laughs> what is Miami Connection? It's, it's on par with The Room, like worst movies ever. Oh, it is hilarious. You can get it on Blu-ray. It is so funny. 
I gotta check it um, out then. Go on, just go on YouTube and look up um, Miami Connection. And just yeah. watch the clips. Yeah, watch the trailer for you're it. About that. You're all about those B B movies, huh? We are. I mean, you know, we're we're we've gotten to a certain age now where we're not at the club. We're, uh, we're <laughs> not <watching>. taking things <laughs> seriously. Yeah, just kind of. You need all the excitement you can get. Yeah. So we got two Berliner Weisses, <laughs> the IPA, and is that it? Are we bringing? Uh, we oh, tried a Berliner a today. Age, uh, that was the first one we cracked open earlier. Was the uh, dragon was fruit delicious? Delicious. And, and then we're bringing a barrel aged uh, yes. barley wine or the stout. We're gonna bring the stout. So we made a a stout maybe January or December. It's been a while. Uh, we put Lucky Charms in the mash just kind of as a gimmick. I think I saw this. We online. did it before that other fucking place started making the, the <laughs> Lucky Charms IPAs. They yeah, stole our idea. This was like a was week, that, week before <laughs> that. 450 North or whatever. Whatever it was. I'm sure it was good, but we, you know. Feel like we <laughs> yeah, there was like, there was a couple of weeks, a couple months ago where everyone was releasing these cereal IPAs mm -hmm. and we had just made that stout and we're dumping Lucky Charms in the mash more as a gimmick. Right. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you dump, you know, a couple cups of Lucky Charms in there. It's not going to It's not, not going to add a whole yeah, It's not going to change anything to it. Right. Um, so just mainly, mainly for the optics, just to show that... Uh, we're obviously not taking this thing seriously. Should have just had two boxes. Like your pink hat <laughs> on. Dude, Count Chocula. Count Chocula's bomb. So we, we made that Imperial Stout, um, and then when that was getting ready, when that was done fermenting, we were initially going to make it a marshmallow Imperial Stout, mm. and when that was actually being finished, there was a barley wine I had in the barrel that was just about done. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to pull the barley wine out, and we're going to put the stout in the barrel. Just, just go for it. Just go for it. Um, we brought so, that barley wine to do. We can do the barley wine next. Open that up. Nice. Um, you didn't bring anything light except no. for that Berliner. Berliner Everything else is like, just coming we out swinging. nothing but night, night juice, baby. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> much, pretty much. I'm glad it's not 11 o'clock on so, a Monday. The problem is that's the only thing I have in bottles. Like if it's oh, it's, if it's I'm a lighter beer, I, I smashed through it on draft. So we if put it, the stout in the barrel that the barley wine was in. I think we left a little bit of the barley wine in Yeah, because it was about a six-gallon barrel, so we filled up a five-gallon keg. And then, you know, coincidentally had five gallons of the stout in the fermenter. So five gallons of the barley wine out and put the stout directly on there with a gallon of the barley wine. Nice. Um, and that barrel, it's it's another journeyman barrel. And I had already used it for this this beer over here, Maple Vapen. <laughs> Maple Vapen. Which is really good. That one, that's Let's the strongest one. Shotgun in these, <laughs> these motherfuckers. We got like three more. I know. We got... We're going to have to drink these after the podcast. It's going to have some extracurriculars yeah. after this. So after the maple was in there, <laughs> we pulled the stout out, and then I dumped a handle of brandy into the barrel just to kind of freshen it up a little bit. Right. So And then dumped the brandy out. So it's a whiskey barrel that had brandy soaked into it, and then the barley wine put in there. And then after that's pulled out... Try and replicate that. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't make the <laughs> same beer... It'll never happen again. Yeah, I can't make the same beer twice because there's... But you can also take notes on, you know, maybe if you do get the bigger barrel at 15 gallons, you can right. try something like that if it worked out well. well we just love it. Al has Al has great ideas. There's so, no secret. He is the idea man. He has great ideas. The mad scientist. We right. Show off and brilliant. he's very organized because in his garage, there's a big piece of cardboard that we used to write the different recipes on and like the times and the weights and everything. And now he's got a he's got a nice little notepad. No, it's, it's all it's all it's digital. all very organized. Yeah. I still haven't even gone digital. It's still all wow. pen and paper. Gotcha. That piece of cardboard someday is going to be in the Smithsonian. I mean, it's <laughs> it is. all the best ideas up there. Kind of like this. Kind of like our content. Over it is, there. but it, it's just a sharpie on a piece of cardboard. It's basically we're just writing gravities and yeah. like and it, you know, and it has old beer time. names like Dong Boy stuff. <laughs> like, I don't Dong know if we can really put that out. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've yeah. had some. These aren't issues. big beers. They're hung beers, right? Yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. better? <laughs> <laughs> but we want to go for the next one. Where so this was the barley one I was just talking about. Um, Maristocracy. We're calling this one the Maristocracy. Oh, my God. The bottom of this beer was so good. You get all the... No, no pastry doesn't fuck around. It definitely needs to be made again. So I'm just going to help myself, I guess, to this one. Go so for it. Pass it on. Here you are, gentlemen. This one is, uh, it's called the Maristocracy, which that's kind of in ref, uh, Maris Otter is the malt. It's like the popular British malt that's right. basically the base for all uh, barley wines. So, um, kind of a play on that. So, this was the journeyman barrel, which then was freshened up with the brandy, like I said. Put the barley wine in there and then uh, threw some vanilla beans in there just kind of for mm. good luck. <laughs> just for shits and gigs, right? Yeah. Well,. I appreciate you guys stopping in. It's been a blast. Uh, I look forward to finishing off the rest of these beers uh, with you guys and the crew. I'm sure we're going to have a good time. Uh, great we'll come Monday. back anytime and want yeah. to talk about RoboCop. Yeah, anytime. We dude. could talk about RoboCop a whole podcast. But I got uh, a question. Yeah. What's your ritual for brewing? You guys, I talked about cooking the pizza, but do you drink after <laughs> the war? Is like, what's the ritual at this point? For me, I always. I always, for whatever reason, take five handfuls of of the um, of the grain, the spent grain. That's I, I always have five handfuls and eat five handfuls. That's always something I do. It's always five. I don't know what that is. I don't know if you have a specific. That's like a superstition, right? There. It is. That's that's yeah. Every time. That's a tr- it's nutritious too. So you don't wear the same pair of underwear every time you brew. Oh, I, I only get to wear a pair of underwear one time and then it's ruined. So I buy new underwear every day. Are they pink with the same bedazzles <laughs> yep, as with your hat? Sparkles and everything. <laughs> The, I, I, think, I mean, Mama, Co- Mama Kazi, Cozy Kazi, we eat that every, literally every yeah. time we brew, we eat that. Because hey, we're it's brewing really for, good. Go to all these. Is it? Go get do some. you do just cheese? Do you do all it's, different kinds? It's, it's the it's the DiGiorno ripoff is my favorite one. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's usually either the pepperoni or the three meats. So like pan style, right? That rising crust. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But that's. I mean, we're brewing for five or six hours. We need to get some sort of food in us. It's and, got everything our body needs. And it's also all the, the easiest thing because. Yeah. I think, yeah, all of it. I mean, electrolytes. It's like Brondo. Yeah, once or twice I tried like doing like a serious barbecue (laughs) while brewing. It's just the brewing. Just yeah, it's enough work that you can't focus on anything else. Focus for sure. You got your timer set, all that good stuff, for sure. Any soundtrack or movies or anything being played in the background? We always play punk music. Yeah, we're uh, we're into the. Late Old 90s, school. early 2000s, yeah. pop punk. Yeah, okay. some, there's some new stuff like Mast Intruder or some older stuff like Lagwagon. The Hex Dolls, check out the Hex Dolls if you like hockey and pop punk. Um, Misfits if we want to get real juicy. Getting serious, yeah. So, But it's it's pretty much that. You know, We got like one little tiny Bluetooth speaker, so uh, that's our next upgrade should be like a better sound system so that we can... Like a tower. Yeah, <laughs> listen to our music hey. a little bit louder. It could help. I don't know. Can't hurt. My I phone battery. I've been using my phone and the battery dies. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? She texts me. You can't jam out punk rock to a, like a little travel speaker. It's hard. We're life. <laughs> life is hard in these streets. But it's, we're at the edge of the driveway you know, in, in the garage. It's hard in the north suburbs. Yeah. We, we got to keep the, the volume loud over Alabama's panting. <laughs> <laughs> All that background music. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys stopping by and talking with me and uh, sharing your stories. Thanks so, for having us. This yeah, is great. You guys have awesome. a great location. This is sweet. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So this has been the 17th episode of the Bruisers Podcast brought to you by Rizzo Insurance. I'm Dave Foreman. This is Alan and Brian. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. What's <laughs> happening?
Who is it now? <laughs> 